Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. How many of you have a, bi- a favorite Bible character? Favorite Bible character? Who has a favorite Bible character you're willing to share with us tonight? Jesus, I know, I get it. All right, someone aside from Jesus, and uh, who, who has a favorite Bible character? Anybody? Yes. Joseph, okay, great. Who else? Favorite Bible character? Anybody else? Paul, okay. Much written by him. Anyone else? Ladies, any, any uh, lady Bible characters that are your favorite? What did you say? Ruth, okay, there we go. All right, yes, sir, Brother Wilson? Noah, all right, don't hear that one very often, good. Job, okay. That's your favorite Bible character? One of your favorites. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Moses. Who said that? Brother Costin? Okay, good. Anyone else? All right. Good. Okay, let's turn to one of my favorites uh, tonight. It happened to be that. Daniel. Daniel. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, if you would. Hopefully you like Daniel. There's a lot to be learned from Daniel. We won't look at the whole book, but we'll take a glance at some verses and some chapters. And Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Thank you for being here tonight. And this good group out tonight. Kind of spread out a little bit. It feels like there's a good bit of folks here, and I'm thankful for that. And so it's a blessing to be with you this evening. And your children are still in good hands. Uh, actually, Nathan, we just prayed for uh, just a few minutes ago. He's teaching the lesson tonight. They get about a 10-minute lesson on Wednesday nights, and they have Bible time and book time and game time and just all kinds of times, uh, but, uh, and it goes by quickly. But uh, they finish with that, and so he'll be teaching tonight. All right? Daniel chapter 6, would you find yourself in verse 4? Daniel 6, verse 4. We'll pick up there. It says this, Then the presidents and princesses sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Notice this, please. But they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Daniel 6, verse 4. Now we pick up at verse 5. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Can that be said about you and I? Find occasion. The only occasion we find is that they are really faithful to the law of God. Verse 6, Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statue. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing, 
that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he did aforetime. You know, often in our life, we, we don't know really how well we are growing in the matter of grace, in the area of grace. And you find out if you're growing in grace when you are mistreated. Daniel is mistreated. Decree goes into, into play, and the, the writing and the, and the signing of the decree. And for the law of the Medes and Persians, other places the law could be changed, but for the Medes and Persians, once it's signed, it was permanent. It was set. It wasn't changing. Daniel finds himself in a very odd situation, and, and often um, the situations we may find ourselves are not to the degree that Daniel finds himself in, but this is a real test of character, and it comes when you're mistreated. For Daniel, he's mistreated. You know, Daniel's in immersed and he, he's encompassed around with a culture. There's a culture around him. It's a Babylonian culture. The language, the customs. And he's surrounded by it. And really there's certain parts of this culture that he's refusing to be a part of. Would you look back to Daniel chapter 1? Daniel chapter 1. You'll notice verse 8. A very special verse. It kind of is a verse that is maybe you would say is a key verse and it stands out. Um, with the book of Daniel, when I think of Daniel, this verse automatically pops in my mind, and hopefully it does for you as well, because it can be a help to us in situations we find ourselves in. Uh, maybe not the same, obviously, as Daniel, but other situations in our life. Daniel 1.8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. By the way, this is much more than a decision about diet. This is much more than a decision about his health, what he thinks is best. He is actually on, on purpose separating himself from the customs and the culture of that day that he was surrounded around. I wrote this down, you, you will either live in the culture or the culture is going to live in you. So, I mean, you, you can, you're going to live in this culture, but will the culture live in you? And so, here's, here's the customs and, and the culture of the Babylonians. You see what they're doing. And verse 8 states some things that Daniel's purpose in his heart, he's not going to defile himself with these things. He would not partake in it. And this is, by the way, this is their worship. This is their style. This is their, their morals. But for Daniel, it's not. Daniel's purpose in his heart. And he recognized that because he's a child of God, by the way, aren't you glad you're a child of God? And once a child of God, always a child of God. And I'm so thankful that doesn't change and it stays that way. But you know what? As a child of God, there should be evidence that we are a child of God. And so this is Daniel. And he does not defile himself with their ways. Don't you realize, and, and, and I, I realize this, each and every day we're reminded of this, we live in a culture that is absolutely against God. Don't you believe that? 
And if you and I are going to be a testimony for God, we're going to have to determine, be purposed in our heart like Daniel, to live godly. And you are either pleasing God or you're pleasing the world. It's one or the other. can't do both. And so we must determine that we're not going to allow our testimonies to be defiled in order to please the world, but, but please God. Do you know this? The men and women who have changed the world are the men and women who the world could not change. Did you catch that? The men and women who have changed the world and, and that the world has had an impact from their life. Missionaries come to my, come to my mind. Um, you know, by the way, our present-day missionaries can do just as great as work as the past missionaries. And we might, we might not hear about it as much, but there might be some books in the future about the next David Brainerds, the next Adoniram Judsons, the next Elizabeth Elliots. You know, these, these things are, are occurring and taking place and I'm thankful for missionaries around the world, but we also have a place where we are that God has put us, and we also have a culture around us, and Daniel had a culture around him, but he chose not to, not to fall prey to it. And so Daniel, um, Daniel 1, verse 18, you'll see some other men that are willing to do what's right, and they were, they were willing to take a stand, so... They're chosen now to serve in King Nebuchadnezzar's court. Daniel 1.18. Daniel 1.18. Are you with me? Daniel 1.18. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Who are these guys? Well, verse 17 says, As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. The men are found in verse 19. Verse 20 talks more about their wisdom and their understanding. And Daniel is right in the middle of all this. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, where we started off, and we'll find ourselves up to verse 3. Daniel was preferred above the presences and, and prince, princesses, uh, or prince, princesses, uh, I struggle with that word, prince, princess, no, <laughs> I'm struggling, I, I'm going to stop, <laughs> y'all fill it in, <laughs> great, because, here's the, here's the main thing, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm, Daniel preferred above them, why, excellent spirit was in him, and he sought out amongst all, all the rest of the, of the people. But there's some things that Daniel had done. Purpose in his heart. Had an excellent spirit. God had already blessed him with the wisdom and understanding, right? And because of his excellent spirit, there becomes a promotion. And you know, many wicked men become jealous of promotion when someone that is doing right gets promoted. They can't stand it. And so what happens? What happens? Well, an evil declaration comes, comes into play, and that's what we read as we started off tonight. That's where this decree came into play. And then the signing of it. But the signing of that involves Daniel now having to set himself apart, be separate from what's going on around him, and choose to, to do what's right. 
Franklin Roosevelt said this, that every Christian will face trials and attacks throughout life. And he says, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. A smooth sea never makes a skilled sailor. You know, someone might just dislike you just because they hear you're a Christian. Just because you claim Christ. They see your car pull out of the driveway and out of your house every Sunday, and they seem to think, man, they, they're really wasting their Sundays every Sunday. No, you, you're, you're making your Sunday worthwhile. But they don't understand it. The natural man doesn't think the way that uh, the spiritual man thinks, right? And even someone as a Christian might dislike you so much that they try to make up a story about you to defame you. I guarantee you this, that if you attend to live for Christ, there are going to be people that think you're a problem. What does the Bible say to us about Christians? That we're going to suffer persecution. Right? And Daniel's testimony made people feel very uncomfortable. Daniel's testimony, not everybody liked him for what he was doing and how he was purposed in his heart. And the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3 that we're going to go through trials. But and if ye, but and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. You know, when you stand up for right, people don't like it. And people will oppose you. William Wilbur Force strongly opposed slavery in England during a time that his position was not popular. And as the primary spokesman for the abolition of slavery, he was constantly attacked, both verbally and physically, for his stand. Finally, 15 years of opposition, his bill was passed in Parliament, the vote 238 to 16. And so it came through, but he was hated, he was slandered, but the fruit of his, really his life investment, still continues to this day without slavery. Thank you, William Wilberforce, for your stand. Because you realize we, we could be in slavery. It doesn't matter where you came from, what you look like. But that's one person that took a stand and went through much ridicule because of it. Went through much opposition as a result of it. And as you stand for truth, keep standing. No matter what's said of you, no matter what's done to you, no matter what comes to your life. And boy, Daniel, when you look at this book, you see that Daniel was faithful. And he was faithful in his testimony. And because of Daniel's testimony, he was someone that even King Darius uh, could trust. And Daniel was not perfect, but he was a man of integrity. Can I ask you tonight, are you someone that others can trust? That others can depend on? Like Daniel was to Darius. Like Timothy was to Paul. Joshua to Moses. God to Noah. 
to build the ark. Job, perfect and upright, upright man. Trusted, dependent on. Daniel 6, verse 10. Daniel knew this writing was signed, but he, and what did he do? He, he went into his house, he had determination, and he has a, a planned prayer because that planned prayer was already in place. You know, Acts 5.29 says we ought to obey God rather than men. And knowing about this law and punishment that had just come, Daniel consciously made an effort immediately to get close to God. And he chose to put God above everything else. Think about this. He chose to put God over his own life. Knowing his own life is now being at stake. Knowing his own life is, is now being put in front of everybody as, as a spectacle. Going up against what everyone else is doing. Do you ever go up against what everyone else is doing because you know you're doing what's right? Based upon the Word of God? Daniel did. And Daniel didn't know it was going to pay off for him. You know, I was thinking about this this afternoon. Daniel didn't know the lion's mouths were going to be closed. Daniel didn't know, and, and the men that were put in the fiery furnace, they didn't know that they weren't going to be burned, and someone like the Son of God was going to sh show up and be there. They didn't know that. They had to go through all the emotions and all the feelings and all the thoughts and, and all, all, all the, the, the movement of, of headed toward the furnace and being thrown into the den, knowing those lions had been known every time before to be very hungry. To take, to take it lives. But they're willing to take a stand. Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But what did Daniel realize? Daniel realized his relationship with God was going was to make the difference. Was going to really have an impact on not only his life, but prayerfully his life being saved. And who, who knew, who dreamed that it would impact so many other people? Because now we're still being impacted by the story. We're still talking about it. We're still seeing it. We're still reading about it. Daniel didn't just start his prayer life when this happened. Get this, please. Daniel had been praying for 65 years. And he's not going to stop doing it. You know, we need Christians like that today that will pray effectively, that will pray fervently, that will pray without ceasing, that have a prayer life more than just talk about it, right? That can get encouraged by prayer. I was encouraged by prayer tonight. You know, my wife and I pray, and, and we pray together, and I would say this, that I, I wish we prayed more together than what we even do, because I enjoy hearing her pray. Hopefully she enjoys hearing me pray. But it's just a wonderful thing. You know, as a couple, you, you get closer through prayer. And prayer works, and it helps hear the heartbeat of, of a, another individual. Isn't it a wonderful thing to pray with someone else? You know, I can only take so much of hearing my, myself. But man, it's, it's so good to hear somebody else's heart when you pray. And they get to hear your heart. But you know who really we pray for? We're praying to hear God speak to us and so that God hears our heart. And he knows it. And he senses it. Daniel, 
He's thrown into the lion's den. He's going to be persecuted. And you know the story, and I'm, I'm kind of not getting too deep into it as a result of thinking and believing that you do know the story. But man, he's protected. He's protected. I wonder tonight, would, would he have been protected if he hadn't prayed? Would he have been protected if he hadn't stood and taken a stand for right? Would truly the blessings that we know about that were poured out to him later on and, and the protection that came and the things that took place in his life, would that have happened if he kind of would have just ran away, walked away, fainted, given up, quit? Life was difficult. Life came at him hard. You take a stand, it's not easy. You go up against everything else that's going on around you. I mean, think about our culture today. How often do you hear of somebody standing for something that's right? Most of the time, we, we know that everyone kind of just caves in to the pressure. You know, the, the people that are affected in this story are more than just Daniel and, and the princes and the presidents and, 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 the, and all, all these people that you see, they're all affected by what happens with Daniel being saved and Daniel escaping the punishment that had been prepared. Psalm 37, verse 40 says, The Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. Did you catch that? Because they trust in Him. Proverbs 21, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whithersoever He will. Do you think Darius in verse 18 and verse 19... Do you think he's a godly man? He's not a godly man. But you know what Darius gets concerned about? Gets concerned about Daniel. Daniel, when he's cast into the lion's den, notice what the king does. Verse 18. Then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments or music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Didn't get any sleep. Verse 19, Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste. That's running. That's, that's, that's getting there quick. That's, that's urgency. That's a desire to find out what happened to Daniel. And went in, in haste unto the den of the lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice. There's passion. There's concern. There's, there's, there's deep desire to know whether Daniel's okay or not, and not thinking Daniel's going to be all right. And he's calling out to Daniel, voicing to Daniel, and what the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God. Isn't that a great testimony? Servant of the living God. Wow. But notice, is thy God whom thou servest continually? Boy, that's quite the testimony. And then the question comes, able to deliver thee from the lions. You know whose heart God had touched? Not only Daniel's, but Darius's. The king. This reminds me of Proverbs 21.1. It says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whithersoever he will. 
This is a very important reminder that God is in control. And God is in control of even our leaders. As lousy and as wicked and as horrible as they could be. God is still in control. God knows what's best. And He controls the hearts of our leaders. That's why we're to pray for our leaders. And if we pray for them, it'll keep our heart right about our leaders. I wonder how... I actually have to think about this myself because I would say this, that I found it easier to pray for certain presidents growing up than I find myself praying right now. But that's wrong of me. And that's, that's an area that God needs to continue to work in my heart about. But this has helped me, this lesson. So... If you're not getting anything, at least I got something out of the lesson tonight. (laughs) And I pray you are too. And when God wants to change someone's heart, He can do it, regardless of a person's power or position. And Daniel is protected. Now here's my question for you. Do you have a relationship like Daniel did? Do you have a relationship like Daniel? There is no question, no doubt about it, when you look at the book of Daniel, that Daniel knew God. He knew God. Knew God. Not just because he was delivered, but he continued to be faithful, fast, pray, habitual prayer, but it was a habit. It wasn't just a petition he was going through and just a cycle. No, it was something that he took serious. That he was looking to the heavens, that he was calling out to God, that he was begging, and he had a relationship so sweet with his heavenly Father. No wonder he got saved, he got spared. No wonder God used him to be a testimony, an example to King Darius, to other people. But you know what it started off with? It's persecution. It started off with people not liking him. Not in a comfortable place. That Daniel can do it, so can you and I, and I'm so thankful for the examples of the Word of God. And you know what? Our God is faithful, and He'll stay with us and never leave us nor forsake us. He loves us, and God always comes through. The Lord is our rock. He's our salvation. He's our fortress. He's a deliverer. And He's our strength. He's worthy of trusting. And man, buckler, horn of salvation, our high tower. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank You that although we are poor and needy, You think upon us. And Lord, to think that You are thinking upon us even right now. That You love us in spite of who we are. And Lord, that You care for us. And Lord, that You've protected us from persecution thus far, but Lord, doesn't mean it's not going to come in our lifetime. But Lord, there's a way out. And Lord, that You'll deliver us And Lord, that you work in a variety of ways and even mysterious ways. And Lord, you control more than we can ever imagine. Thank you for this example of what you did with Daniel. Thank you for what you did with King Darius. And Lord, that you're with us and love us at all times of the day, all times of our life, every season and every venture, every journey every crossroad, every person that tries to give us a hard time, every 
person that loves us or hates us. We know you, you are always for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We thank you for this. I pray it's been a help in some way to someone tonight. Encourage my heart, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.